0: Welcome to All Aboard with DCT. I'm Jasmine, a tourism student.
1: I'm Juzla, studying retail business. And we are your hosts.
0: Hi, welcome to another episode. This week, we are joined by someone who has quite an impressive portfolio of experience within the educational field. Nishat Shafi, now an instructor here at DCT and an academic advisor, has worked for the World Bank in Pakistan, the World Education Services in the United States, She worked with the Education and Skill Division of PWC in Dubai for three years. She has a Master's in International and Comparative Education from Stanford. Here at DCT, she teaches social and cultural awareness, business communications, and, our personal favorite, career planning. She also loves to travel to experience new cultures and environments, especially new cuisines. Today, we will be talking to her about the art of career planning. Welcome to the studio,
1: Nishat Shafi.
2: Welcome. Thank you for having me. Hi, guys.
1: Okay, so to start us off, we will be doing a quick fire challenge. It's a one question, one answer, this or that. Yeah. Are you ready? I guess. <laughs> okay, so the first one planes or trains? Planes. Chocolate or cheese? Chocolate. Walking or running?
2: We're none of us. <laughs> Walking? <laughs> Walking. <laughs> okay.
1: Mexican or Spanish food? Spanish. Ooh. Ooh. okay. The last one learning or teaching?
2: Learning. Oh, Oh. really? I thought you would say teaching. I do love teaching you guys, but I do like learning better. I
0: think I have a reverse Uh
2: answer for that one. But so let's just
0: start off with an easy question to begin with. And since our topic is about career planning, why is career planning important in your opinion?
2: Well, I mean, a career is like any other life project, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you're renovating a house, you have to know what you want to do, what your goals are, what your objectives yeah. are, what you need to purchase, um, to reach that goal. So a career is very much like any other project. So if you don't set those goals, you can't manage it. You, mm-hmm. you don't know what you need to do to get there. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what you need to improve or build to get there. So, so that's what I always say. You need to view a career as a project. You're throwing an event. It's very similar to that. Mm-hmm. And so to plan it is very, very important.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Yeah. But I must say I find it quite hard mm-hmm. to, you know, actually put it into a plan, a like a proper plan. Yeah. I don't know why that is.
2: It it's tough because a career, I think particularly for me, mm-hmm. it was very tough thinking about a career when you're young. Mm-hmm. Um oftentimes you don't Realize what you want, or unless you have a very defined goal, like you're born and you're born into a family of doctors, like I was, Mm -hmm. and you want to be a doctor since you're two. Mm -hmm. uh, Most people don't really know what they want, Mm -hmm. so defining that goal is always the biggest challenge. Yeah, Um, I don't think defining the skills you need or the education you need to get there is hard it's really defining that goal or where mm-hmm. you want to see yourself i think the most challenging question that most people find in interviews is where do you see yourself in 5 mm-hmm. years oh yeah even <laughs> 5 years just seems like such a long period of time it's mm-hmm. very hard sometimes to imagine that unless mm-hmm. like i said you're born with a clear passion mm-hmm. yeah um so i think everyone finds career planning <laughs> intimidating
1: <Yeah. laughs> like for me personally as well like one of the things that's challenging is the external factors like let's say financial factors so that's like you know, yeah that's another thing to you know consider so yeah
2: and that's becoming increasingly important mm, you do yeah. have to work even though there are more options available to sort of your generation yeah um uh yeah that you have to think of so many limitations yeah mm-hmm. you you deci- decide, define a goal you you decide what you need to do to get there but oftentimes there are all these limitations that mm-hmm. are out of your hand yeah because mm-hmm. yeah, it's
0: very asked to you know what do you want to be?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's not that quite easy to answer because you have other things to consider. Yeah,
2: yeah exactly. <laughs> How do you
1: personally combat combat those limitations? Let's say.
2: So I actually have an interesting career story in the sense that I was one of those people who mm-hmm. was born with a passion. I was born into a family of doctors. Mm-hmm. So I always thought that um, I would be a doctor. And when, when the time came to go to med school, I had personal limitations, just like you pointed out. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't able to go. Mm -hmm. And so for me, career planning was very tough. Uh, When you've thought about being something your entire life, and then suddenly you can't be that thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't know where to start. And I just think that if you're someone who's not born with a passion, sometimes you just kind of have to you go through education, you you figure out what you like, what you dislike. you give yourself time before you start planning for your career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't just sort of jump the gun. So yeah. that's kind of what I did after I realized I couldn't be a doctor anymore. I I just, I, I chose a management school. I figured mm. out, I didn't even know what management was or what you studied at school. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> and I, I just, you know, I took courses. People would ask me, okay, what are you going to do when you graduate? And I didn't have an answer, but I didn't feel bad about it Mm -hmm. I I was like I'm going to give myself time so sometimes it's just about giving yourself time to try different things whether it's educationally trying short courses Mm -hmm. experiences and Mm -hmm. figuring out what you like
1: and sort of giving yourself that kind of breather yeah yes okay so you have your master's in education but throughout your professional career you were also involved in research creation of coursework progress program development, and much more. What, according to you, has been more valuable in your career, your education or your experience?
2: I mean, I won't discount education, of course. (laughs) Everyone go to school. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I do think experience has been much more valuable. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, because uh, with experience obviously comes an application of everything you study at school. Um, You don't really, if you're studying 500 things at school, you're going to remember two of them maybe, right? Mm-hmm. But when you go to work and you actually put it into practice, you remember it much more and you refine yeah. mm-hmm. it much more, mm-hmm. which makes you more confident. You become better at your career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I personally, I think that the interviews I did for jobs, I was probably much more underconfident in the beginning of my career because I hadn't practiced Fact- the skills mm-hmm. that I'd studied at school as much. So when I talk about them, oh, I can analyze data. I wasn't as confident. I think it probably came across in interviews, but ex- with experience comes sort of that practice. And then secondly, for me, one thing I've definitely realized is that other than the hard skills and the knowledge that comes from education, which a lot of people have, like a lot of people for the same job or given the same CVs that look identical, mm-hmm. same degrees, um, there are a lot of soft skills you learn at work that um, you don't realize are so extremely important and they make the difference between someone who's successful at work and who isn't successful at work mm-hmm. and those you really just learn through experience. Yeah. yeah, And that's funny because,
0: you know, you say you, you kind of pick up new things when you're working. And sometimes when you pick up new things, you kind of veer off your actual career plan. Uh-huh.
2: Which is okay to do. And I think, like you said, I've, in my career path, I have done quite a few things. Mm-hmm. If you look at my CV, I have yeah. jumped around quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually been, the focus has been education, mm-hmm. but it's been in different capacities. Yeah. And again, if you if you asked me when I graduated from my master's what I do, I wanted to work in educational policy, like 100%. I wanted to do research work and sort of inform policy, and that's mm-hmm. how I started my career. But I realized as I was on the job that I, I was more intrigued by different kinds of work mm-hmm. and then i sort of sought those kinds of job opportunities so it's it's like career planning i think is kind of an iterative process you do it regularly you mm-hmm. yeah. it's it's again i always come back to medicine because I'm so, everyone in my doctors, everyone in my family is a doctor, but that's a very set career path. You kind of know what your next step is. In most careers, it's not like that, particularly Mm -hmm. the industries that we teach in. And so you have to sort of take a breather, think about it every year. It's Mm -hmm. not something that you do once in your career. You do it at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's okay if you veer off your originally intended career path
0: so you know going back to that topic like veering off of your kind of career plan or career path was there ever a time that you faced a setback and then you later realized it was actually an advantage
2: for me it was honestly not doing medicine and at that time I didn't think that I could do anything else so my entire career current career is the result of a setback (laughs) that's how I view it whenever anyone asks me so how did you figure out that you wanted to do this I'm like I didn't I was kind of thrown into it Mm -hmm. so for me it was a very huge setback at that particular time but it was a huge blessing in disguise because I did realize um that my personality is well suited is more well suited to professions outside of medicine Mm -hmm. um so it was a blessing when I look back. At that particular time, it felt like a huge setback. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I, I completely agree. And I kind of relate to that because uh-huh. I was telling Jisla this a couple days ago that I've faced major setbacks in my life as well, in my mm-hmm. personal life, you know, with, with restrictions and, and stuff like that. And I realize now, it's later you realize mm-hmm. that, wow, if that had happened, I literally won't have all of this right now.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and plus, I think you also appreciate it more. Like you talk for about sure. setbacks personally. I think everyone has personal setbacks, mm-hmm. but a lot of the restrictions that sort of I faced growing up were cultural in, mm-hmm. in nature. Mm-hmm. And when I look back, I think I, I, because I had to fight harder for certain things, I appreciate it much more. And, yeah. and I think I, I work harder because of that. So I, d- I don't really. Like the word setback, I suppose it's just an unexpected occurrence in mm-hmm. life, which happens all the time, but very often it leads to something better. It, and I, I do think that if you have more sort of challenges in life, oftentimes it makes you a richer person. Yeah, it mm-hmm. kind just, of
0: adds on to your drive. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: <laughs> okay. So as students, we are at a stage where we prioritize personal development through education. But while planning your career, do you in- also include professional development? Of course, I do. Um,
2: professional development, um, like I said, career planning is not a, a one-time thing. I, I believe in lifelong learning. Um, and very often in all careers, even the ones that are extremely steady and, and sort of uh, you go from step A to step B, there are new developments in the field. Mm, and so yeah. you have to continuously upskill and you have to mm. continuously sort of reinvent yourself and show that you are um, worth sort of the job or the career. So... Professional development is extremely important. In fact, on a sort of a yearly basis, you have to kind of take a breather and a pause and visit your career and the industry that you're working in and see the developments Mm -hmm. and figure out, okay... So, do I have the skill set to match this new development? Mm-hmm. Like for us, for our generation, um the integration of technology into everything oh, was oh, was yeah. major yeah. <laughs> um, and i had to I had to really learn i i was I was like a grandma with technology. <laughs> I really was, and it's something that that was quite new to us. Mm-hmm. So all these developments happen on a year, now it seems like a yearly basis. Yeah, <laughs> and so you have, to, you have to be a lifelong learner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree with that. But now, there's such a thing as
0: being too late in planning your career.
2: I don't think so at all. In fact, I, like I said, I think with most people, unless you're born with a real defined purpose or passion in life, um, you don't really know what you want mm-hmm. um, until you've experienced things. So sometimes you're not mature enough to plan your career earlier on, mm-hmm. um, I think that I I really started to think about career planning much later in my career. To mm-hmm. be honest, um, I, I it was through internships, um, experience, conversations with certain faculty members that I actually put together like the pieces of what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So there's really no late. If if you're someone who is quite sort of focused early on in life, mm-hmm. you start career planning early. But um, and it's an iterative process like I said you do it yearly anyway Mm -hmm. Uh, so there's no late in career planning some some people are more mature
1: from a career perspective later in life so with career planning comes a constant battle with trial and error what's your experience with that um
2: I think I've so trial and error is really a it's a good thing when you're Mm -hmm. when it comes to career planning Mm -hmm. um even if you're at a job um for example I worked in consulting before this um it's important to seek out new opportunities and unfamiliar opportunities because oftentimes, like I said, you don't know what you like, what you don't like. Yeah. And I have personally, in consulting, you do have sort of the uh, ability to choose projects Mm. and they can have a very different focus area, something you're completely unfamiliar with. And I've had times where I've actively sought out an opportunity and I hated it or I was terrible (laughs) at it. And that's fine because A, I think personally, it's mm-hmm. good because you know what you like and what you don't like. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. And from an employer perspective, I think it does show initiative, mm. um, that you are trying new things and you're trying to develop yourself. Mm-hmm. And initiative is really looked upon quite favorably uh-huh. and in a work setting. And also because it gives you an opportunity to get feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, there are one or two projects I can think of when I was working in consulting that I actively sought out that I was... Some of them, for example, had to do with security. And I was very interested in cybersecurity. Oh, I didn't realize how complicated it was. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and I was very I, it was not suited to me at all. Uh-huh. but i I knew that I wasn't enjoying it. I didn't know why. And sort of trying something unfamiliar and then getting feedback on it, mm-hmm. it gave me an opportunity to get feedback and mm-hmm. actually um, hear other people's opinion of why they thought it wasn't working for me uh-huh. was really valuable. Yeah. So trial and error for me is, it's it's important in anything you do
0: Mm -hmm, i agree
1: also leading up to that like how late is too late to try something new
2: i don't think it's ever too late to try something new i mean i have people in my family who have uh gone from being engineers to of course doctors (laughs) 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 quite late in their careers um i don't like i said as you grow older sometimes your your priorities change sometimes Mm -hmm, um new fields come come mm-hmm. about like there are a lot of fields that exist now that for example social media was not a thing when I was growing up <laughs> at yeah, all uh-huh. um and sometimes I do think that I want to upskill myself in digital marketing because mm-hmm. it's an interesting new field mm-hmm. so you have to sort of always be open and looking towards mm-hmm. new and unfamiliar things and if something interests you there's it's never too late to try something new I don't I, I don't think there's an age limit to that. So yeah inspiring.
1: <laughs> So last year, we learned the importance of having an e-portfolio or a personal blog to market ourselves as professionals. So we're curious, like, is the CV dead?
2: I wouldn't say dead. I hope not. Because (laughs) because you (laughs) taught us that. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I did tell you that. Um, Dead is a very permanent word. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also our generation has literally just used CVs. Uh But uh, a CV is still a very handy tool to sort of um, list your accomplishments. Mm -hmm. Mm But I do think that employers now look more for the person. Like Mm -hmm. I said, the market in most industries is quite saturated with people who can do many things. And you Mm -hmm. look at a CV and that's all you can see. You can see this person has gone to this college. They, They took this course. They got these grades. But it says nothing about the person. Um, and that personality is becoming much and more, much more important for employers. And the only way to sort of gauge that personality is through things like eat portfolios Portfoli- yeah. and even just your online presence. Mm-hmm. I know because we have been more involved in recruitment here, that um, we do look at social media profiles and LinkedIn profiles and stuff before we hire. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting because oftentimes you'll see a CV, just like a static document, mm-hmm. and you see what a person is saying online or what they're mm-hmm. posting online. And you just get such a, a nice 360 view of who they are. Mm-hmm. So I do think that... Um, the person you are um, and how you portray yourself and your opinions is becoming much, much more important for yeah. uh, for employers because oftentimes, um, I, I you guys have probably heard this phrase uh, a culture fit. like they're a good fit for yeah. the culture at this place. Um that is what employers look for. They're looking for the hard skills, but also someone who could sort of assimilate and mm-hmm. um, portray their brand effectively. Mm-hmm. And so you can only get that through these sort of more, dynamics um, yeah. uh, and personalized yeah. ways, pieces of work. Mm-hmm.
0: So we're running out of time here. So I just wanted to get your final ta- thoughts and tips on career planning for young people today, like Jaisle and I. So what are your top tips for career planning?
2: So I would say that the first thing is people network, network as much as you can. Um, you will not, and when, when we say network, it's not like going to networking events and these black tie affairs. It's the the people you go to school with. Mm-hmm. Keep in touch with them. Um, be pleasant <laughs> so that they remember you <laughs> well. Um, any uh, a guest speaker comes to college, stay in touch with them. If you in a work capacity, if you meet someone, stay in touch with them. Like there's there's occasions like e birthdays where you can actually wish someone. Stay connected with people because that is very often how you land jobs, and that's mm-hmm. very often how you sort of further your career. So networking is, I cannot express this enough. It's very, very important. Mm -hmm. Um, The second would be that um, build as many transferable skills as you can. Uh, I do think that particularly with COVID, everyone's realized that you have to pivot quite a bit in your careers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oftentimes. Mm -hmm. Um, So in order to be sort of agile as Mm -hmm. sort of a professional you need to build as many transferable skills as possible because say you want to work in hospitality, you might not want to be the manager of front desk operations forever, or that post becomes obsolete. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you do next? So if you've built some kind of transferable skills where you can move from one industry to the other, then that just makes that job much easier for you. Um, And the last thing I would say is that uh, you should always sort of keep an up-to-date whether it's a CV or a resume, um, some kind of uh, document that uh, lists what you've done in a year, any achievements, any sort of accomplishments, any professional development you've done. I've encountered this many times where um, you've been at a job for five years and then after five years you want to switch jobs Mm -hmm. and you realize that you didn't keep up to date and you can't remember all the great things (sighs) you did. And so it's very important even if you're not actively seeking a new job role to just stay up to date on Mm -hmm. recording what you're doing as you're doing it yeah (laughs) great thank you so so much nish for being in the
0: studio today it was really nice chatting with you and
2: very interesting too thank you guys this was not as
1: intimidating as i thought (laughs) 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 that is it for this week's episode we will be back with more of all aboard with dct
0: in the meantime you can go check us out on our socials at dubai college of tourism have a great week ahead and see you on our next episode